Hi, I'm Sarah Richard. I'm an illustrator. I uh, work with IDW, do a lot of My Little Pony comics covers and stuff. Um, you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> It's that familiar sound. Good old Dap, leading this in. Late start. No. We're having fun. It, it's not late if you're having fun. Late I feel late a little while. Yeah, says the guy who's going to be up till three editing this thing. Well, you're off tomorrow, right? No, I'm not. <sighs> I, I, I was, but I got a message today saying, uh, jump the gun. We got work for tomorrow. So I'm like, oh, hey. I'm At the studio or the... The studio. Okay. Yeah. More book though. It's all about more the more book. book. Yeah. Gotta get that book. I uh, I finally did my order today. <laughs> That's so I can't, weird. Dude. Because wow, I did, they, let, I, they let you get no, in? Well, yeah, I was and then I um I went to edit it because I um since I didn't have previews this month, I, I pretty much just just I winged it by using the past two orders and then uh, I remembered when I was the browser was still on the website when I was home so when I got home I realized that the second issue of now I forgot because I didn't look through the fantagraphic section since I didn't know what else anybody had so uh, I went to add it but I accidentally added it twice so I had to send them an email so that I only I only want one but I, I, yes, up until right now, you're still able, you're still allowed to edit it. But once you add something to it, you can't modify the quantity. So right, right. Mm-hmm. And if you order something from a, a trade that's not in the current previews but offered, you can't delete it. Huh? Yeah. That's okay though. But I'm, t- I'm just saying, if, if you just like get, um, you know, when, how they have trade paperbacks. The little drop down says trade paperbacks, and you go order something that is a trade paperback that's in that listing. If it's not in the previews, but they mm-hmm. have it, and you add it to your order, you can't delete it. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. That's fun. That's fun. But it pleases me greatly. My heart is like all warm and fuzzy that you got the second issue of Now. Uh huh. Really? Yeah. The first one was. What? The first one was, it was different. I, I enjoyed it very much, but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not, it's definitely not big too. I mean, it's it's right. it's cut from a totally different cloth. But I'm just I'm just loving the fact that you're you're enjoying it enough to get the Stand second out, issue, you dude. I know. Yeah. I um, I am very grateful to DCBS because I had forgotten to order uh, X Men Grand Design number one. <gasps> yeah, I didn't order it either. But I uh, reached out this week, and they were happily able to put it on my list. Yeah, oh, bitch. I'm going to oh. reserve that for the, the local shop. I got a double dip. It'll give me enough reason to go down and just hobnob with the... Double dip. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just get the collected edition. Yep. Any way you slice it, you know it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had something to say. What was I going to say, and I didn't say it? I, it just slipped my mind. How does that happen? That's the wine. Yeah, it could be. Having fun already. Yes, it's a it's a, a double dip night. It is. 
I don't know how much of, the, of this uh, they're going to be able to to decipher because well, the, some of the fortunate souls um, were able to join us on our yep. monthly webcast chat. Should be weekly, but whatever. Hilarious. <laughs> it was great to. Uh, it was great. A lot of people chimed in this week. It was a lot more back and forth discussion. This month and last month. No, it was good. God bless Hassan. Hassan was driving yeah. the bus. Yeah, he's yeah. seeing yeah, that shit. Stuff. That's yeah. all right. That's that's. Uh, I'm loving it. it. You know, anybody who's that enthusiastic and just and he's upbeat and he's he's very personable and he's smart. I I, I love the guy. I really do. Yep. 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 I got to take issue with this Watchmen stuff, though. Well, shouldn't you save that until the intro's over? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. I think we're we're well past the distance. Um, hey, everybody. Look at this. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 509. And I am yeah. happy. Um, I'm comfortable. My lovely people. And I'm also Vince B. I love all of that. Do you? Uh, I do. All I right. do. And I am David A. Price. Mm-hmm. It's true. And after a lot of soul searching, I will admit for the last 13 years, I've been a Yoshida. <laughs> I thought you were going to be Tony yeah. Bombats. Yeah. Or, jo- or Joey Bombats. Yeah. You're, you're nah, not. I'm clean. You're not Akira Yoshida. You're Siba Sobolski. That's true. I no, actually you're Jason Wood, everybody. Uh, and this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by our beautimous patron subscribers. Yes, yes. Yes, they, sir. They, they make this here possible for you. They um, have been gracious enough to support us in the manner they see fit. And because of that... Everybody benefits. You get an extra episode a month. It used to be six. Still six. Still six. Oh, it's, it's still, it's still six. six this month. This All right. Month. Yeah. Until yeah. Thursday. It's still six till Thursday. It's like the hourglass. Or yes. in, in Metallica vernacular, the hourglass of time. Well, listen, we've never been one to pussyfoot around, so let's, let's, let's acknowledge the elephant in the room. The... the um, the cutoff tier for six episodes, which we reached oh, during New York Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, we've been a little bit above that since then, so about the last month. And one of our amazing patrons, who's been one of our largest patrons, yep. reached out to us and, and didn't owe us any explanation, by the way. <laughs> like, it's his money. But he reached out to us and said that um, his wife's having some medical issues and he needed to uh, ratchet back his pledge. And for, in all honesty, I mean, as I, as I just said, they, I think we all agree he didn't owe us an explanation. But point being, uh, totally understand it's absolutely the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. uh, as a result, um, we're going to be right on the edge of the sixth episode. Now, we, we've gotten a few more patrons in the last week. So it's possible that even with the retrenchment, we'll still be there. I know Vince is hoping very much. But Vince, we David and I talked. You're not allowed to create a fake account and back back us yourself Damn keep it. us over that tier not allowed it Damn we're going to audit the ip address so you won't do that you wouldn't even know how to do that that'd be dap dude it? it's, it's no joke when when we were when football guys was uh when we had a like when the message forms were a big thing <laughs> for a long time we had this insanely large uh forum 
And we pretty much as a result, we all had to moderate it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times in the good old days of forums we would do IP address uh, uh, tracking and and ban people that would create aliases. You You personally or or someone? Oh, yeah. You ban ban someone and then there's someone come on and start trolling. So you'd start doing the IP tracking tools and then you'd figure out that it was someone that you had banned in the past. I mean, we're long long past those days, but uh, I do miss them. I rescind my comment then. Yeah, dick. I'm I'm striking it from the record. Let it be known, y'all. Dude, did you hear though? What did I hear? Morgan, Morgan broke the news on our site this week <laughs> on Twitter. Morgan, Morgan Moo. I, I, yeah, Morgan Moo. I, I missed. Uh, I missed. I missed another episode, and uh, he's making the bold prediction, or she? He, she. She. She's making the bold prediction. I'm going to be off the show, Neesman style, by that by this time next year. Nah, yeah. son. No, yeah, but you just, know, just, don't don't dump on Morgan. She's good people. Is she? I think so. Mm, seems she's, a little she's off to me, but she's just passionate about what she likes. That's fine. That's okay. You can't Sorry. you can't dump on people just for you know not thinking you're the best. Dude, I don't. Care I'm just about saying. That. She thinks that I'm leaving the show. Yeah. There's that. Wow, I guess you want me to leave the show. All right, no, you're not going anywhere. We ha- you have a contract. You oh, want to break it? Then, uh, that great room shall be mine. Should you non-com- break it? Non competes aren't binding in Jersey, dude. Uh, everything's binding in Jersey. Oh. Speaking of binding, what y'all drinking? Ooh. Well, we're all drinking the grape. We are. Um, I am drinking. Barbersville Vineyards Merlot from mm. 2014. Wow. And interestingly enough, it is a Virginia vineyard. Cool. Barbersville, Virginia. This was, I think, uh, this is a gift from someone, I think, because we didn't buy this. But, yeah. Wow. Oh, speaking of gifts, I do a uh, a beer swap with my one brother-in-law and my soon-to-be brother-in-law every year. Mm. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'd like to switch it up this year. I, I will get you some beer, whatever beer you want, but I would like wine this year instead of beer. Wow. And they're all like, what? You are all up in that great. You know what? It's Dap's evil influence. It really <laughs> is. Uh-huh. Because it, he's right when he that. calls it like mm-hmm. drinking bread. It just makes me too full. And I enjoy the grape more because I can, number one, drink more of it. Um, two, it's just, I think it, this may be heresy, but it tastes better. You ain't lying. Yeah. Um, yeah and I don't know, Jason, if you listened last episode. Dude, if you ever was on, <laughs> on our Slack, you would know that I did listen. Yeah, I know. Sure. And my, I am finishing off this Yellowtail. Yes, the Australian vineyard that yes. uh, you thought Dap, you were like, oh, Dap is one of your favorite wines. And he was just like, mm, I think I might have drank it once <laughs> like seven years it. ago. But <laughs> Let's get the kangaroo on it. Yeah, I listened. Yeah. So the analysis. Dick. And um, <laughs> this, is, this is a Cabernet Merlot. And it's, oh, it's, nice it's a, Caber- a Cabernet. Cabernet, yes. Love. Or a Mernet. Yeah, or a Mernay. Let's uh, let's move on. Yes. Let's... Whoa! How about that shit? <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. 
<laughs> we got a low point. Let's move on, bitches. Dap, what are you drinking? Uh, I went back to the uh, Columbia Winery. Their uh, their red blend from out in uh, from out of Washington. Uh, it is um, yeah. This is another dangerous one that uh, is real easy to drink. Mm. So fresh and so clean. That is a danger. Tis. Okay. So, um, should we, for the sake of our um, much larger podcast audience, we did talk about something briefly during the the video (laughs) chat that I I would like to bring at least to make our, our opinion known about a uh, a certain recently premiered Netflix show. Uh-huh. Speak called, on it. Called The Punisher. Marvel's The Punisher. Yes. Um, Jason, you said you're three episodes in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dap is seven, uh, eight? Seen, I think we've seen the first seven. Okay. And, and, and Vince, uh, our... Because of our texts yesterday, uh, I, I have to correct myself. It's mm-hmm. it's three people who are not assholes, not just two. Because you said Curtis is definitely not one. Yeah. But uh, Renee is also a fan of Leo. She likes the she likes Micro's daughter. Oh yeah, Micro's daughter is yeah. great. And how she about is. Karen Page? Not an asshole. Mm. What? Well, but she's got she's got baggage from before, so it's not like she she's not she may not have appeared to be an asshole in this show as far as episodes I've seen yet, but uh, she's she's on notice. She's not so angelic based on the past few years we've seen her on these programs. Right, she's but annoying she, AF. None. She what? Is. She's what? Annoying. She's annoying AF. She is not annoying. Oh God! Yes, she, she is. is number one. She's a vision. Oh, all right. Wow, oh, you guys are far too picky. Um, yes, but two. Judging this as a, as a, a thirteen episode artistic work, none Which, of that none uh, of that other stuff yeah. comes into play. It's not part of this storyline. As far as I'm concerned, Pun- sure. uh, Daredevil season two doesn't exist. When watching the Punisher. Depends on how much you paid attention in Daredevil season two, but I didn't because I didn't watch it all. So yeah, there were some things that uh, were nice to to see resolved or touched on. Uh, but I was surprised that this is a full thirteen episode season. I I, I expected it to be a miniseries, and and I'm a little surprised. I'm glad that we're mm-hmm. getting more episodes of the Punisher and we didn't get so many of the defenders, but I I'm considering the defenders as a goddamn group show and every other series on Netflix is, is, is a single character. I'm, I'm surprised they, they went this route, but I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just surprised. Right. Well, I got to say those of you who listen and know, I don't, I'm not grooving on the Marvel Netflix stuff. I haven't been since Let's say Jessica Jones. Oh, and Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. I uh-huh. um, I actually finished the Punisher. I'm done. I, I watched all 13 episodes. I, I'm still deliberating whether I like it better than Daredevil season one. 
Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. strong this season is of the Punisher. I, I think it's. I thought it was unbelievably well done. Bernthal is phenomenal as Frank Castle. He's great. That he is, and um, he is. I, I think the addition. It, it did my heart great to see Microchip or Micro, mm-hmm. as he's oh, called here, yeah. um, back in the Punisher mythology. Punisher works best for me when Micro's Microsoft, um, yeah, Microsoft, mm-hmm. Microchip is at his side. That's my Punisher when it's Frank and and Microchip. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought this this series was great. Um, there was a lot of surprises. Uh, I didn't see the the ending coming because I don't remember names. <laughs> so uh, well, and also don't go ahead and tell us that ending. So that, yeah. oh, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not telling you the ending. Ooh, ooh. No, but I'm just saying. You know, um, it's 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 far more violent and brutal than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Which is great, and there's no Rosario Dawson in it. Oh, that's the most. That's the best news I've heard all day. Yeah, there's none. There's a, there, there's a bunch of times where Frank gets shot up, and he's like, "We got to get you to a doctor. Who 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 knows medicine?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, here it comes!" But it never happens. Oh, thank the gods. Yep, yep. Uh, and the sporting cast is phenomenal. I don't know the actor's name offhand. I'm sorry, but the guy that pay, plays Curtis, the leader of the 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 support group, I think he's yep. amazing. He's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And the women are super fine. Super duper fine. Both both Frank's um deceased wife and um Micro's wife. They're very beautiful women. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But no, it had me guessing through the entire thing. I which is good. great. And it, it, it piqued my interest. It was like potato chips. Really salty, delicious potato chips. I just couldn't watch one episode. I had, I had to mm-hmm. take two and three, and you know, Mia watched it with me, and she's like, "One more." I'm like, "I can't." It's one o'clock in the morning. We got to shut <laughs> this off. Let's. But um, she's not a fan of uh, the character or that type of uh, that genre of, of comics, but mm-hmm. she was enthralled. Um, the last two nice. episodes, there were things that happened that she just propelled herself out of the couch. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, the last two episodes are great. I mean, not not that the whole thing isn't great, but it, it reaches this crescendo with the last mm-hmm. two episodes. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. That's Kudos. Awesome yeah. Um, no, I'm not trying to spoil it, but I want you guys to finish it so you could we can assess whether or not this was better than the first season of Daredevil, which was the benchmark for me for, for Marvel series so far. I think, um, well, I'm not, yeah, no, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not, they kind of telegraphed something, um, based on one character and, and how he is, uh, often referred to. So I think, um, what you talking about? I, uh, I can't say because I haven't finished it yet. Just thinking about where it's going. Okay. But but nevertheless, yes. I got. Um, this is not a spoiler, but it, there is an Easter egg in it. And if you are a fan of toys, 
collecting toys, especially the Marvel Select toys, there is a reenactment somewhere within one of the episodes. I don't remember which one it was. Remember the the Marvel Select figure with the Punisher and the guy on the top of the pinball machine? Yeah. They yeah, recreate yeah. that in one yeah, of the episodes. Did. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, who would even yeah, know that, good. right? Yeah. Who would know that? That's cool. I'm sure there was a bunch that I missed, but being a toy guy, that's the one I picked up on. Right. Or sorry, action figure guy. <laughs> no, I thought it was great. I, I, I want I want season two, like right now. Right <laughs> now. Yeah. You guys loving it? Yeah, like I said, I think it's great so far. All right. You need to step up, start watching something. <laughs> you love that you'd finish it, jeez. Seriously. Uh-huh. How many so many hours in the day, dude? Yeah, you gotta make time. <laughs> All right, let's talk about these here comic books. These these comic books right here. Yep. What you got? Got no thank yous. Um, I got a little thank like you from Ray Wagner. Yeah, oh, I got, me I got too. A yeah. yeah, yeah. You get that Kickstarter love. Yep, that's right. Book looks Thanks great. Back. I didn't read it, it yet, but it looks yep. great. Shout out to uh, Stephen Wooder for um, putting forth all the effort to organize the gift exchange. We all got our assignments. I've got Mr. Andrew Shaw, so I'm going to be sending some stuff across the pond. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, I'm out. I didn't. I didn't get in. I, I, yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but no, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of boxed out for right, for right <laughs> well, now. You better not. You better have at least two more boxes in you. I got lots more boxes in me, but <laughs> oh, I get it. Right. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh... <sighs> It's that, right? time, it's that time of year, right? My favorite. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> you hate this time oh, yeah. of year. <laughs> I seriously do. It's just losing out of you, bro. Oh, shit. It d- so doesn't funny. stop my love, though, for y'all. It just, I just don't like this season. It's baffling. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, they do. But let's get back to these comic books. Let's do it. No, you started off. Dude, I, honestly, there's nothing I'd rather talk about than what we ended up happily all coll- collaborating on today. And what was that? Savage Dragon number 228. Oh, yes. Okay. Dude, good lordy bagordy. Right. Uh, I, like, there's so much to unpack here. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. it, and, and, it, and no small part of it is that nobody's unpacking it. Right. Well, I'm going to set it up. For the listener, because they don't know what happened behind the scenes. Correct. I, as y'all know, am a regular reader of Eric Larson's Savage Dragon. I have been since the first miniseries. Um, I'm I'm, I'm a I I wax and wane on the book, as does Eric. There are periods of Savage Dragon when you can just tell that Eric is not into it. And there are periods of Savage Dragon when you can tell he thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. Um, that is the danger of a long-form work like this. Eric has been at it for 228 issues. Not all of them have been monthly. He's taken a break, uh, um, most notably when he ascended to the lever level of, um, what was he, uh, the, the title he gained at Image. Was he publisher or 
editor and publisher, pub- publisher, right? He ascended to the level of publisher, and I believe during that period, Savage Dragon took a year hiatus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it happens. But he's never really left the book. This is his thing. Certain creators are notable for um, one or two characters. They flit from title to title. Savage Dragon is Eric Larson's baby. It will always be his baby. It will be the work for which he is known after his passing. It's it, that's sure. just that's just it. I mean, this is 228 issues times 20 odd pages per month or per issue. Do the math. It's a lot of pages, right? If he continues, no, when he continues doing Savage Dragon, he will eventually eclipse Dave Sims' record of 300 issues. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. Right. Um, so Eric Larson has a tendency to embellish, let's just say, the female anatomy. We've seen it with She-Dragon. We've seen it with Dart, um, Angel, Whatever version of Angel um, you you pick, there are many within Savage Dragon. He he loves the ladies, as we all do. And he usually, uh, within fighting or battle sequences, captures them in very compromising positions. He does a lot mm-hmm. of crotch shots and stuff like that. But so he's you know, always been a, a, a prone to fan service, is what you Sure. Saying. Yeah, he's okay. not above that, no. But but never explicitly, never um, he he never tiptoed over that line. Um, but recently, he's been taking a what the hell approach to Savage Dragon, and pushing the boundaries of um, explicitness in the language, um, the uh, the narrative, and. Uh, at least as far as 228 is concerned, the visuals. Um, longtime readers know that Malcolm Dragon is now the title character. Daddy has taken a back seat to his son. Um, and Malcolm, Malcolm is a ladies' man, or at least he was, until he met Maxine. And and Maxine is, is his main lady. They're They're married and they have children. But Maxine is a little bit of a nymph. Well, no, not a little. She's a lot. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a yeah. nymphomaniac. She loves yeah. to have sex. And in issue 228, Eric Larson pushed the sexual escapades far over the line. I mean, this is the most explicit issue of Savage Dragon to date. Because when when the scene in question starts, Maxine is is squatting on top of Malcolm and Malcolm gets his little happy ending and the force of his happiness, let's just say, propels her across the room and there's there's um, fluid everywhere. And when Maxine lands, she lands upside down with her legs splayed open and akimbo. Akimbo, yes. I was going to say that, but I want to be pretentious. I'm glad you did. And um, the the product of their lovemaking mm-hmm. is leaking from her orifice into her mouth. 
like uh, they're pointing at. You, you, that was as delicate a way as I could ever imagine describing. Yeah, I mean, saw that page. You know, I struggled with whether or not I should actually put this page up on the gallery. No, probably not. No, no. well, no. For the sake of of illustrating what we're talking about, I thought, well, yeah, maybe I should, but. Honestly, I would put it on the Patreon just because it's more of a closed wall type of thing. Well, yeah, but I don't think I'm going to do either. Okay. Because I want to pique interest. I want to get people to go out and buy Savage Dragon because I think it is the most uncompromising, purely creative creation for the sake of creation book on the stands eric larson is peeling back his skull cap and just whatever he deems appropriate for his babies to engage in he does it i mean it is freewheeling it this is art for the sake of art and and i think this book needs to be read if if you are a little bit hesitant of experiencing explicit sex, then by all means, don't buy the book. But sex, death, birth, I mean, they're all parts of creation and they all should be explored. And I think that Eric Larson is doing a phenomenal job of just this, I'll say it again, uncompromising look into a creator's psyche. This is every page is just dripping with it, literally dripping with Eric Larson. Um, I, I think I think the guy's brilliant. Uh, he's drawing now as good as he ever has. Like, this is not a flash in the pan where it's just like, yeah, let me get this issue done. The illustration in this issue is phenomenal. Do you guys agree with me? I do. Yeah, I told you as much. He's he's great. Well, I wanted them to hear it. I already heard it. Um, but but a, as the the sequence goes on. Maxine just can't get enough. And and she kisses Malcolm and he's like, oh, yuck. And he pulls back from their kiss and the goo that fell into her mouth a couple panels before is now in his mouth. And he's like, I think some of that was mine. Mm-hmm. And they then she starts to to orally service him. Now, that part is not explicit that's suggested there is no right there there is there's no actual penetration on panel no but it's a lot more uh it's we see a lot more than larson has ever shown us at any time i mean you might see things from behind or someone hunched over by their shoulders but but this is actual i mean you can you see you see things dripping from places that i don't think you've seen shown dripping before right and i had a laugh because remember i think it was two or three issues ago the polybagged yeah the triple x cover the the triple x cover that pales in comparison to this and this issue was released with nothing just yeah just a regular issue you know and it was a while before that i remember we talked about it briefly when they had a threesome right Mm Mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. well that started all the trouble yeah okay um but well, trouble, in quote. So, so I know you said you had neither the time nor the inclination to catch us all up, and I'm not asking. I never to, ever said the inclination. Time then, the time. The time. But Malcolm is 
the original Savage Dragon's son, right? Yes, with um, so it's like Rapture. it's like this is like two point Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the and original then, Savage then Ma- Dragon was an emissary of an yeah, alien he was race. Evil, right? He, had, he yeah. yeah, but it clicked yeah. in later right. on, and he tried to 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 destroy everyone and blah blah blah, and then he he bucked the programming and. Yes, and he's being tri- he was being tried for his crimes. He's out now. He's not as he's not nearly as bulky as he was before. He's he's old. He's an old man. Well, not I don't want to say old man, but he's showing his age now. So Malcolm, mm-hmm. I mean, this is Eric not looking back. Yeah, this this gum that you liked for so long is no longer in style. I'm going to shift him to the back burner. Here comes mm-hmm. the new gum. You're gonna love this, and and now Malcolm is the Savage Dragon. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's brilliant. It just shows that, you know, kill your idols, Eric. <laughs> Eric is not above destroying what he's created to make the book more interesting, or 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 to change it just for the sake of change. That's the thing. Savage Dragon has always been about change. He did that whole Savage Land. Um, Kirby homaged and he does this long extended thing with Mr. Glum and then he'll do something else. It's like you never know where Savage Dragon is going to go. Um, but it, as far as the sex goes, there was uh, the, the most notable instance of like there's always sex in Savage Dragon, but it was always suggested, never really explicitly shown. There was one panel that I was like, whoa. Eric, you are pushing the boundaries here. Um, the 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 Horridus character, you know, from Freak Force, the spiny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she uh, was wondering, you know, what sex was all about, and um, the original dragon was sleeping, and she woke him up in a very special way. And you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't see what was going on. You just saw her eyes peeking above the 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 bottom of the panel while you know his shoulders and head were in the in the foreground so, i mean it's pretty obvious what was going on right um she, her mouth was full and and he's like no 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 that's not how sex works you know that blah, blah and it was done in a very tasteful way for what was going on but i mean still he he kind of tiptoed over the line a little bit that is not what 228 is 228 is in your face sexual ex- escapades within <clears throat> that that larger savage dragon mythology i i th- i just think i got to i got to pat the guy on the back he's making the comics he wants to read that's the thing so a couple things one i love this issue absolutely loved it um it was funny i haven't read savage dragon in ages and i don't feel lost at all i mean like it wasn't hard to sort of gather that Dimension X is this alternative place where she shunted off to, and mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of uh, scantily clad uh, uh, ladies there with her, and that there's a time shift going on, and they're seeing different versions of themselves. But uh, but the stuff that happened on this Earth, man, I'll tell you something. First of all, when I saw the images you posted, which got us all to read the issue, yeah, um, the shock value. Was, was what it was. But but I have to say that in, in credit to Larson, it wasn't without context. No. Like, the reason they're having this crazy sex is because he had a vasectomy. 
and she's can't wait to get home and have sex and have unprotected sex with him. And he even jokes like we could be raw dogging in the car. Um, if one of these kids had to drive. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, and I think that's a very real thing for a lot of couples. Oh yeah. No, the conversations definitely sounded real. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I've known plenty of, of couples that have, where the guys got in the vasectomy and it was in no small part, a jump start to their sex life again. Um, now, obviously, this was taken to an extreme, but but I loved how extreme it was. I mean, this was as graphic as any hentai or porn comic that I I've ever personally laid eyes on. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we don't see his we don't see his dick. That's true, but we see about uh, really don't. a barrel full of cum. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right? I it's mean, true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you it's know, everywhere. So, in yeah. a world where everyone looks at online porn but pretends they don't, I mean, this would fit squarely into the um, trending videos in the cream pie section, right? Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. call let's call it what it is. So, yeah. um, and then you know, but she's, but it's it's for her man though, you know. And then like at the end when he's been gaffled by by but, the villain, no, I just need to correct something. Then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems. That it's just for her man. But at various stages, mm-hmm. in previous issues, Maxine has come on to Angel. I mean... Okay. Yeah, well, she, she, and she says it here about her brother. And he says, and, and, and the last panel on that page is, is a close-up on Dragon's face. And he goes, you be good. Right. No, she will... She's she's extremely horny. Yeah, and right. I'm, there, I'm sure that's going to be a subplot that's going to play out. There, there needs to be a reason why she's mm-hmm. like this. I mean, Eric is not right. just going to throw something in there and just say, "Oh well, she's just horny." Well, mom, well, there's is no too. question that those three kids are his. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but no, at, at various times, like she's like uh, looking at um, a supporting cast member, and she's like, "Well, if you're going to go out, I'm going to see if he wants to do something mm-hmm. or she wants to do." You know, Maxine will take it from wherever it comes. They're going to be on Maury getting a paternity test. Uh, she's she's very receptive. Well, one of the ch- one of the children is not Maxine's. It's from Wait, what? Yeah, they're not all from Maxine. Aren't they triplets? Mm, no, one of them's from Rapture. Oh, I, I I assume they're triplets because Larson draws them all identically sized. Yeah, no, no. Okay, but, okay, but no. Um, well, there's they they all look like Savage Dragon except one is one is. One is black, like he's got like African American skin complexion. That's because Mama was black. Okay, one has got an Asian uh, complexion. I assume that's Maxine's. Yeah, and then one is a straight green, like like Savage. Well, Angel was pregnant too, and she had an abortion. Wow! Yikes! Yeah, but it was it was fun. Uh, It was even if I treated it as a single issue, I had fun with it. Yeah. Um, his and, sequential and yes, storytelling is top notch. That's the thing. Yes, the puerile part is what drew drew us in, and I thought, damn, I gotta I gotta read this, this is crazy. But it was a, a perfectly reasonable, well composed story with action. I mean, it, it um it it was a testament to Larson doing his thing. And I, I do think um I I know you've alluded to there's been times where he's been less interested, but he certainly seems interested to me right now based on the quality of the line work. Right. No, it's true. Uh, but um, that that the, the the quality of the line never really faltered. Okay, it's it's the narrative. At times, it was 
you can feel like he was just treading water thinking of what I'm going to do next. He gets very political depending on the current political <laughs> climate. Now he's very political. Um, Malcolm and Maxine have, have gone to Canada. Yep. You know, he's, <clears throat> he doesn't want anything to do with the United States. Oh, is uh, that why? Yeah. 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 Oh, because of Trump. nice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then how about that end page? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't app- like? No, the apple don't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maxine's mom comes and she's and getting problems. it on with Kevin. And it's just, yeah, it's... it's Kevin's putting it on her. It, it's amazing. Um, Doggy dog style. The thing is, I, I just want more people to read Savage Dragon. But I, I was thinking on, on the car ride home, it's amazing that the guys that split from Marvel all those many years ago, mm-hmm. the majority of them are bona fide masters of their craft. How does that happen? But that's why though. That's why they, I mean, that's what made it what it was. But at the time they were not masters of their craft. McFarlane was good. They had captured the zeitgeist though. They surely did. Yes, there was that. But what I'm saying is from the vantage point of 2017, looking back at all these, the, 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 the works that these, these men have produced. Mm-hmm. I would say, and this is a testament to the strengths of the other image founders. I would say Jim Lee is probably low man on the totem pole in terms of artifice. Wait, what? Yeah. What do you From, mean in terms of artifice? What do you mean by that? The, the, the bodies of work that these men have created, I think, um, well, maybe not. I'll put Silvestri. Yeah, I mean, I'll put Silvestri I below. Love Silvestri's art, but yeah, I'll just, put him yeah. below. But th- that that X Men run was great. But that wait, you would you would put Silvestri below Wills? No, Wills doesn't even. Man, Wills I don't. Has I don't consider out as a founder. Yeah, I don't consider Wills because he, one of the he got cold feet. He never actually went in. Yeah, he's like the he's like the fifth Beetle. He's as the story goes now. He's, See, he's I always like, I always pictured Dale as that, but. Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I don't consider Wilson. Wilson's like the, the he's like Pluto. He's like a he's like a dwarf a dwarf planet. Yep. But so if if I had to, there there are three bona fide, you know, certified masters of the craft. Mm-hmm. McFarlane, obviously. Larson. And Liefeld. Say what you will about their 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 various styles i think all of those guys have ascended to the level of master based on everything that they've done to date there's in my mind no question about it at, at least you know I, you know i love rob sure i'm a i'm a i'm a unabashed fanboy but i think 90 plus percent of our audience would scream and shout That's and okay. shake you no, 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 I'm saying, and to not include Jim Lee and all he's done, and include Rob. Jim's done more comics. Sure, he's done comics more, and he's not the more. most consistent, but he's done more consistently. Hmm. Uh, and he's also still a guy that does move units, which 
Love yeah. Rob, but Rob doesn't move units anymore. All of that is true. But the song Jim Lee is singing is the same song he was singing back when they founded Image. And you could argue that, yeah, Liefeld's been singing yeah. the same song too. I was going to say. But to me, there's a purity to Liefeld stuff. Jim is illustrating. He's he's wearing the top hat and the, the, the three-piece suit, and he is showing it off for all. Liefeld is doing what Liefeld only knows to do. His comics are more honest than Jim Lee's comics. Their, Liefeld knows that what he's doing is not, it's not pretty. It's, there, there's a, an aesthetic quality to Liefeld's art that is not what we know as what we commonly call pretty. Jim Lee, yeah, his stuff is very pretty. But there's a, there's a primal honesty to Liefeld's work that you don't get with Jim's stuff. Jim is Jim is walking down the catwalk, all eyes on me. He knows that he's putting on a show. Liefeld's just doing what Liefeld knows how to do. And I think that's more honest than what Jim Lee's doing. Hmm. I, hmm. I I think that you're in your excitement, you're conflating lots of different things to me right now. Like like I think that your starting point of them being masters is a totally subjective thing, and I was willing to go with you there. Not in the but case I think, of McFarlane and Liefeld, it's not. No, I, I think it is. I, I think very few people consider Liefeld a master. In fact, I think most people view Rob as a as a character, a character who created some cool people, uh, and and really don't consider him a very accomplished comic book creator. Well, um, again, I'm not. I'm trying to. I'm trying to exclude my personal views here because I love Rob, but. Um, and and even Todd, I mean, look, Todd is the OG of his generation when it comes to art. And so anyone that wants to front on Todd can look at the fact that his, a page of Todd's art comes up for auction and it goes for big, big money, much more than anyone else's. So dude has an incredible fan base. It's only going to grow as we get older and have more money. Um, but again, I mean, Todd is a creator. I mean, Todd's still living off the nostalgia, like Simonson style from Thor, or like off of off of off of early Spawn and Spidey. I mean, what's Todd done of any significance creatively in fifteen years? Not a I mean, whole I, of a lot. I, no, I don't know, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I so I think, like, I, I think their place in the in the in the in the annotations of the of the comics medium are all massive. And I think that Rob of all of these guys is enjoying the biggest professional Renaissance. Like I think in 2017, none of these guys is close to Rob in terms of a draw as a human being. I mean, in terms of Rob is, you know, selling signatures for 80 bucks a piece and having lines out the door. Um, I think those other guys could, they just don't are are not inclined to do so. Um, Except Eric couldn't. All right. If, 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 Push came to shove, and I, I had to rank him. Larson, mm-hmm. by far, is the most talented of all of the image creators. He always was. He always will be. So, again, are you talking talented from a creative standpoint? Are you talking talented from a both writer and draftsman? Or are you talking as, a, as an cartoonist? I'm just I mean, talking sheer ability to, to, to influence a viewer with pictures mm-hmm. right um 
the the 228 issues plus miniseries of Savage Dragon, I think that eclipses anything that any of the image founders have done. I'm going to ask an honest question, and I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Sure. Like, I'm asking this for real. Like, I want to have a discussion about it. All right. If, if you know, the old adage, if, if, a, if a tree falls in the woods but no one's around to hear it, um, and I know you, you desperately want it, and we all probably should want to separate commercial success from from the art, and I'm fine with that. So if that's your answer, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not going to argue against it. But, like, one of the things I did find most fascinating about revisiting the Savage Dragon issue is that I came to the conclusion reading it is that Eric doesn't give a fuck. He does not. And, and he is he is challenging the comics world to the fact that nobody reads this stuff anymore. Right. Well, because if because if this was done in an issue of Saga, mm-hmm. where where Comicsology literally pulled an issue of Saga from it, its its database because it had a penis in it, mm-hmm. I, like there'd be seventy three articles in comics journalism this week about this. Sure. And the fact that that I saw Bleeding Cool had a little article about it, we're talking about it. I've seen and heard no one else mention it, so I I can only conclude that that Eric is calling he's calling out the fact that the only people left reading Savage Dragon are his lifelong hardcore OG supporters, right? I think that's exactly what this is. Yeah, and I love that. If that's what it is, I love it. <laughs> Like, because I, I think that's basically him saying, like, I don't give a fuck. I create comics for me, and if one of you reads it, it's just like we say about our show. We would, we lo- we don't, we love that we have a big audience. It's it's fulfilling in many ways, but we didn't start the show with any aspirations that we'd be any size. We didn't keep doing the show for that. We we would do the show if 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 Libson you know stopped posting our episodes for whatever reason, we'd still do a show to chat and, and be with each other. Like I feel like that's what Eric's saying here. He's like, listen. I do this comic because I love it. It's the kind of book I want to put out. I really don't give a shit if one of you or a hundred million of you read it. Right. It's pretty obvious why he's doing this. And, and I'm sure he would love to sell 50,000, 80,000 comics a month. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the sad fact of reality is he's probably selling sub 10. Less than five, my brother. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when when you you have the amount of talent that Eric Larson has, and I, I can only speak as if, you know, I jumped into, like Quantum Leap, I jumped into his body or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these books that are far inferior to what I'm doing. I'm like, fuck this. You you need to look at what I'm doing because I'm one of the OGs. I, I I do comics unlike anybody, and I think what I do is so vital and necessary to the medium that I would I would appreciate you just like paying attention for a change. Yeah, and that's what yeah. he's doing here. Uh, you that's can't, what it feels like to me. You know, you can't fault him for that. Um, let's be honest. Look at what Marvel and DC and even Image is doing. Is there anything that affected you on this level that came out last month from any of those companies? This is this is a guttural pli- primal. Um, it, it's just it, it's it's pure art for the sake of creating art. Yeah, but it's also to get a rise out of people and get some play in the press. 
okay, let's just push that to the side. But look at the pictures and the narrative. Savage Dragon is is as close to a perfect comic as you can get. But that's to my sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has the sensibilities that I have. I understand that. Yeah. But but creation, it's it's this it's this beautiful thing where you can create for an audience or you can create for yourself. There there's really no gray area. You're either making shit to make money or you're making shit to purge this artistic impulse that you have, right? Look at Mike Norton. He sees an injustice in the world and he's doing this little Donnie strip, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think he's doing it to get famous as the guy that's, you know, challenging the system? No, he's doing it because he sees something out there and he wants to, he wants to make it known that there's something very wrong in our world. Look at this moron. Sorry. Look at this guy that is now in charge. This this is just, it's not the way it should be. So I'm going to try and, and make it better. I'm going to try and change it and, and at least add my voice to the choir against this thing. So he, that's a, there's a purity to, to what he's doing. And it's the same kind of honestness and purity that's going on in Savage Dragon. He's yeah. just making art to, to, que- to quell those demons that he has. There, there's something within Eric Larson that says, you will devote the majority of your life to drawing beautiful pictures on pieces of paper to, to try sure. and make other people happy. And he has to do it. Yeah, the, it was nice when Savage Dragon was selling five times what, what it's selling now, even more. I mean, ten times what it's selling now. But I don't think that really matters to him because he's in a position where I'm sure he's very financially sound, where he doesn't give a shit whether he's losing money on it or making money. He doesn't care. He, he's already made his his money. And that that's that's another asset to the situation. He doesn't have to use Savage Dragon to feed his family. Mm-hmm. He's got the money. So he can right. be, be honest about it. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sticky wicket when, when we're talking art and commerce. And you know, I was going to say, I, I'm with most of what you said for sure. But I definitely don't ascribe to what I think you said. And you can tell me if I misinterpreted. But I, I think you said it's either or art or commerce. And, and I think the comics medium is like anathema to that idea. I, I think the comics medium is a spectrum because tons of things are both art and commerce to me. Like tons of people make comics with the idea of wanting to make a living and hoping that things are big successes, but they do it because they love it. and They think it's something that they want to read. Like Remender didn't make deadly class because he thought it was going to be a monster and have a TV show, but it no. turned out that way and he's not running away from it. Well, that's, a, that's where luck comes in. I mean, he he. Meant- okay, well, right, well, like, like, all right. Well, then let's that. But see, that's why to me it's like a spectrum because, like, almost, you could argue that if you're writing a book for the big two, you're in it for the commerce. But I think a lot of guys are at least trying to do something for the art. Like, you can't tell me that Tom wrote the Vision. I mean, he he took a job for Marvel, so he obviously had commercial interests in mind. But he was doing a book he thought that was basically, you know, not something that was typical of. Mm-hmm. Marvel at the time, and now what he's doing at Batman, I mean, I get the sense he's definitely putting the stories out there that he dreamed of writing 
you know, for his whole life in terms of if he ever got a chance to write Batman. Right. So I do think he's doing it for the art. But, yeah, I mean, he also happens to be on the top-selling book in comics. So, I like, to but me, go- it's a spectrum. But but going back to the vision, I mean, yes, there's there's Tom and the rest of the creative team's intent with crafting the story of the vision. But there's also another layer. They're working for somebody who very much cares whether that those things that they're making becomes profitable. Now, you mean to tell me that if the vision sold a thousand copies that Marvel would continue to publish it? Hell no, they wouldn't. If if they got the number, if it was issue three and they got the numbers back on issue one and, and Marvel lost money, do you think that it ever would have been a 12-issue miniseries? They would have pulled the plug on that ASAP. So what I'm saying is, yeah, there, there's Tom's approach to it and the creative team. And then there's, on top of that, there's Marvel's approach to it, where if this thing is starting to lose money, they're not going to continue to throw money at at this 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 creation just to see it to its logical conclusion it's not going to happen but what what savage dragon is lose money make money that's not a factor um eric's not beholden to image he he does his little thing that gets dragon out to the to the retailers but no way is his image going to say you know, you lost money on this issue. We're not going to do it anymore. That's not going to happen. Right? Mm. I'm not, I don't know if I... Eric's not uh, beholden to the publisher. As long as he fronts whatever whatever that money that Image requires to get the book out, and I don't know what it is, but there, there's a certain amount that image creators have to front to get their books right. out, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, as long as that is satisfied, lose or make money, as far as Eric Larson's concerned, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether he makes money or whether he doesn't make money, he's still producing this book. It, the, the money's not, a, not an issue, at least as far as we know. Because it's only moving, like what you said, 5,000 copies? Not how, even. How much money can you be making on this? The only copy that sold over 5,000 units in the last five years was 225. How much did that sell? 5,500. See, that boggles my mind, how somebody could buy issue 225 and expect to understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading it since issue one, and there's sometimes I don't understand what's going on. I have to go back and... He he has a memory for for this narrative that is unbelievable. Like I don't know if he's got a, a a notebook with all this shit written down in it, but the the Savage Dragon story is so lengthy and convoluted that and and, and it's not just one location. It's like Dimension X, and it's like yeah. alternate worlds, and and he's got characters that are sometimes duplicated and triplicated that it it gets confusing after a while that i i don't understand how somebody can come in at issue 225 and expect to understand what the frig he's trying to do but that's that's just an i aside. think we i also think though yeah i guess i'm struggling with this because I, I think you can't underestimate that the reason that rob and todd and mark and eric do what they do in the way they do it now is because 
they hit the fucking lottery, dude. Exactly. They fucking, yeah, but they, they, but the very roots of them doing all the books, including this one, were to make fucking money. Sure. They all left because they were they. So th- that's why I say I don't I don't ascribe to your view that it's art for art's sake. They they Eric is doing this book now because he made himself a millionaire doing it many years ago. Exactly. And he, so it's not and he about created commerce Savage anymore. To make, right, but he created the book to make money. They left for image to make money. I agree. I totally agree okay. with you. That That is the um, impetus for Savage Dragon was to break away from the sure. man to, to get the lion's share of the profits from mm-hmm. their hard work. That's undisputed. I, I'm I'm not challenging your your view sure. on that, but because they made all that money, Savage Dragon has transformed from. Mm, I got you. Yeah, yeah. you know I'm something you. right, something that had had been designed to make money to now something to give Eric that creative voice that that quenching or quelling of those those artistic demons that demand that he sit down for a lengthy period of time at his drawing board each month to produce a work that only 5000 people are going to read it it's a testament to the to his his um modus or whatever the 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 the, the impetus for doing it that he only sells 5000 copies of a work that's on its 228th issue that that boggles my mind that only 5000 people read this and yet he continues well, not month in, month out, but he continues to kick X amount of books out every year to make 5,000 people happy. It's not to make 5,000 people happy. It's to make himself happy. That's the thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that's it. We're going around, we're kind of going around in circles, right? right. I think that's okay. right. I think that is true. I think, I think no matter what you, no matter how he got here, I think it's clear from reading the last few issues that dude is making a comic that he wants to make and he genuinely doesn't give two fucks if anyone buys it or reads it. Right. And and that is why I say there's a there's a a brutal honesty to the art to to the and when I say art I mean the the story, the the images, there's the whole in the entire package. There's a brutal honesty to it that you will not encounter in works that were designed to appease a publisher. And make money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then listen, you, you have always had the softest spot of the three of us for that type of creator. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's why Josh Bayer is your favorite creator every year. It's that's why man. You, you're the one that, that turned us all on to Ben Mara. I mean, that like you, 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 and part of it's probably because you are yourself and a struggling artist. And what I mean by that is like you torture oh, no. yourself. You don't have to you don't put your, it in anything. Yeah. yeah you don't true. put your, you know, you don't put yourself out there nearly as much as I think the rest of us wish you would. And, and you probably wish you would yourself. And, yeah, and, right. um, and, and these guys do that and they do it with, uh, regardless of whether they have hopes for financial, you know, freedom or independence. Yeah. That's definitely not, there's no guarantee of it when they're putting their stuff out and it doesn't stop them from putting it out. Right. The, the the best way I can well a, a very good way of of illustrating this whole scenario is Eric Larson was the guy that was filling stadiums at one point in his career he was filling stadiums with people that just wanted to experience what Eric Larson had to say and by speaking I say visually 
in 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 narrative the whole thing now eric larson's that crazy guy on the street corner standing on a a, a, a lettuce box with a broken ass guitar just singing because that's the only thing he knows what he to do it's the only thing he wants to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so i mean you gotta love that kind of commitment to the to the art and and, it, and it's not only him doing it because he just plain flat out has to the stuff is good I mean, we we could say, you know, there's a there's a, a million creators out there that are making comics, and you know, let's be honest, a lot of them, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're they're okay, but they're there's really not they're not tapped into that that creative spark that makes the work really special, really honest and 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 vital. Eric Larson's still tapped into that, but he's not singing for a whole bunch of people anymore. Which is why I think you should buy the book and find out. <laughs> no, really. And find out what's what's going on here. He's still as essential as he's always been. Um, it's it's just something you need to experience. Uh, so do yourself a favor. Take a chance on Savage Dragon. You'll, I, I pretty much, I'm not going to guarantee you like what you see, but. Chances are real good you you will because it's it's cut from a far different cloth than the stuff you're going to find at the mainstream publishers. But images become a mainstream publisher, haven't they? Or at least a boutique publisher, publisher du jour, right? Just just try yeah. Savage Dragon. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say they're mainstream. Yeah, they're 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 getting there. Yeah. Which is a testament to what the the image founders have done. I don't think they ever envisioned way back when that 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 monster they created would be appeasing um, a very diverse group of fans. Like Image has captured the 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 female readership. They've captured action and sci-fi and and noir and 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 superheroes. Like there's really nothing that Image offers that. The big two don't, right? So I guess, yeah, they're they're approaching the mainstream, if they're not already in it. Mm. I don't know. This is a different voice at Image. The tone of their books is decidedly unmainstream, but yeah, you know, the 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 subject matter is not unlike anything you'd find. Especially when Vertigo was in full force, at at the big two. Mm. Yeah. Vertigo now is a shadow of what it was. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but that's I don't know how we got there, but <laughs> the, I mean the point of all this is, it surprised Dap and Jason. You will be surprised too. Just try it. Try Savage Dragon. That's, yeah. all I could, that's all I could say. And props to Eric because he not only provides you with chewy front matter, you get a big-ass letters column, often like two or three pages of eensy-teensy type, very thin letting. Like there's a lot to read in the Savage Dragon letter column. Yeah. And you get extra stuff at the back of the book. Eric will, will get... um crazy with these little strips or he'll he'll 
he'll he'll hand over pages to to other people or he'll print stuff he's drawn 20 30 years ago like it there's there's so much on which to chew in Savage Dragon that you you definitely get your money's worth Savage Dragon funnies in in the back they're it's very you never know what you're going to expect that's all I'm saying <laughs> and we get to see Scott Shaw in the latest issue yeah when was, was the last time was we good. saw Scott Shaw was like Captain Carrot and the the uh that carrot Captain Carrot miniseries that was uh the final arc remember that how many years ago was that oh uh, yeah he didn't he didn't do anything with multiversity Scott Shaw I know Captain Carrot was in it but I have I, I'm trying to think if if maybe if he was if they pegged him to do something maybe a variant cover but I I yeah, have the I, multiversity trade I don't remember I yeah I don't know but it was good seeing him again whatever the case it was. right it was yes mm-hmm. so yeah all right take it away do something else so you you don't want me to put any of the explicit pages I won't good all right <laughs> I mean, I I love the images, but I think that uh, yeah. Just buy the you book. Know what I'm saying? Buy the book. Buy, buy the book. I'll put that double page splash on the the thing because that was the thing of beauty. You put your stank on it. Yeah. Yeah. The um, there was obviously there's there, there's Kirby there, but there was some burn. There was some uh, there was some Simonson. There's it, he's it, it's it's a lot. Obviously, when he was drawing Amazing Spider-Man and then adjectiveless, uh, he had he had other people inking his work. He was drawing stories other people had written. He had editors, um, so he's a lot more free here. But I think the look here, his line work is is a lot. Um, it's a it, it, to me it. it somewhat more precise but it's 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 a cleaner line it's like i said it it feels like it's a calmer line and and it's still but which is weird because of especially on things like like the double page spread and and that fight scene where there's he's packing a lot into these panels and it, it, I mean, he could have, he could have taken the snow blind approach and, and been like burn and just been like, listen, they're fighting in the snow. So we're just going to white it all out. But there's still, I mean, even though they're fighting in the snow, there's, there's, there's trees and debris and, and, and it's, the guys have already said it, just, just get the issue. And we're going to, um, I think our plan of attack is to go back to, to kind of where probably before the election, probably before they moved to Canada. And I want to see um, how we got here. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll do that. But it, it's it's going to be demanding. It's going to require That's... probably going back a little. F- well, well, we'll do it. We'll 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 get there. But that's the one thing. Okay. It's kind of like Cerebus, where if you could pick up a random issue of Cerebus, you'd be totally lost. And and that's the thing with Savage Dragon, is the continuity is so 
mind-numbingly deep that mm-hmm. you, you can't really explain Savage Dragon to someone in one sentence. Like Amazing Spider-Man. The continuity is pretty easy, right? Peter Parker, bitten by a radioactive spider, fights crime because he he's crushed with guilt over not saving his Uncle Ben. That's pretty much been the status quo of Spider-Man from day one, and it continues. But Savage Dragon, there's so many different things coming into play, like alternate realities and multiple versions of certain characters. It's it's silly how much and how deep Eric Larson has the well of Savage Dragon is 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 disturbingly deep. Where a lot of it, yeah, maybe it doesn't really matter in in, in the, the big picture, but who's this guy? Oh, well, you know, he used to be Savage Dragon's friend, but now he's his enemy. He came from this other place and and he hates he hates Dragon, but not the current Savage Dragon, the original Savage. Like it's it's there's a lot of that going on in in the book. And I think that's a detriment to the title that that he's it may seem silly where yeah this exhaustive very complex backstory could hurt a book but it does because attrition right new readers come and go people only last on a title the the average person for x amount of issues where we're talking 228 you know, I'm, I'm sure the people reading it now, the majority of them maybe weren't there or maybe they were there at the beginning. Maybe this is the diehards that refuse to let go of the book. There's 5,000 plus of us left. I don't know. But I can guarantee you that when 50, 60, 70,000 people were reading it, the the current book is nowhere near what it was back then. And things have happened that layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. And it's like, how do you explain that to someone? How do you tell a neophyte what makes Savage Dragon tick? Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's hard. I think that's one of the challenges Eric Larson has. But he's kind of extinguishing all that by showing a beautiful Asian girl getting blown across the room with her legs <laughs> dripping with goo. Like, that's pretty smart, right? I don't know. For sure. Yeah. If you like challenging, uncom- uncompromising art, give Savage Dragon a try. Nice. That's all. Word. So what you guys got? I don't have much because I've been uh, going through um, the Thor. So we can <laughs> be ready for Thursday. So I've been yes. that, that. That was pretty much my weekend. Um, but I know... Uh, Jason on his farewell tour, since he won't be here this time next year, did a lot of reading last week <laughs> on vacation. So uh, I'm dying to hear some of that stuff. Yeah, I read a shit ton this past week being up in Florida, or down in Florida, rather, um, preparing for my exit strategy from the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there were a ton of digital Black Friday sales this year. I guess there are every year, but um, most notably a DC uh, sale, but uh, but I also happened to catch a glimpse of a humanoids sale on Comicsology. And one thing I should preface is that 
uh, if you're a Comixology Unlimited user, as I am, um, it's pretty cool because a big chunk of the humanoids, humanoids catalog is available through Unlimited. So you definitely get your bang for your buck. And I, and I think Humanoids is one of the uh, truly underappreciated publishers. They are one of the, the non-big publishers that um, I always make a point of, of, of double-checking previews each month to see what they're putting out. Uh, and I'm always inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, so I was a bit surprised when I was looking at the Comixology sale and I came across a stunning cover image for a book that I had never heard of. And I was so taken aback because the image itself would have been enough for me to have drawn me in if I had seen it in previews. I must just have not noticed it when it was first released. But um, there were five volumes of it. And they were all, I think, like 70% off. They're like three bucks a piece. So I, I bought them all and I read them this week and I'm talking about a series called Carthago. What is it? Um, Carthago. C-A-R-T-H-A-G-O. Huh. And this is a series that Humanoids put out in France in 2010 and 2011 and was printed here in English last year, actually, 2016. Which is why I was surprised that I completely missed it. Um, but um, it was printed in five volumes um, in in a novella format. So each of these are uh, fifty nine pages. Well, they're not each, but but the but they're the first one is fifty nine pages. So they're about sixty pages apiece. Uh, it's written by Christoph Beck B E C uh, with art um, different different artists. Uh, the the first artist is Eric. Uh, Henino, H-E-N-N-I-N-O-T, uh, that he's the artist of the first volume and the second, although he splits duties, um, in the second with, uh, Milan Jovanovic, and then Milan becomes the main artist in the, uh, final three volumes. Um, but, but it, it's, uh, it's an amazing story. It's, it's in essence at its heart, a story of the sea, which I'm totally into, as you guys know. And it starts off where Carthago is the name of a massive energy conglomerate. Uh, I think, you know, it's, 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 it's the fictional analog to Exxon or Chevron or, you know, one of those British petroleum. They own energy interests all over the world. And about 15 years or so before the story's taking place, um, there's a, a, pre, a prelude where uh, some deep sea divers are looking for a new deep water uh, oil field. They're drilling. And the drill hits a, a fissure. Um, and rather than oil, it, it, it essentially exposes a gigantic, massive underwater cavern. And the divers go in to explore it, and they're quickly killed by something. And because that would have thrown a wrench in Carthago's ability to extract uh, oil and gas from that area, they cover it up, never to be heard from again. Fast forward, um, 
another group of people, this time scientists, discover a similar find in another part of the world. This this gigantic underground part of the ocean, and I say underground meaning that it's it's these huge parts of the sea that are essentially covered entirely at the surface by 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 land, by by the surface. You know, it's actually covered by the surface. Like so, it's it's under it's under massive amounts of of, of land, and so it's kind of hidden away from the rest of the earth. And within these gigantic areas of the sea, there are a lot of species that we have long since thought extinct have survived, including, and this is no spoiler, because if you see the covers of any of the five volumes, you'll know that this is a big part of it, um, including the Megalodon. And so um, the story revolves around the the quest to to validate, understand, prove, catch, capture, study, uh, demystify the existence of the megalodon. But there's far more there than this. It's a dense book, lots of dialogue, and it weaves a tapestry of uh, cryptozoology, um, global conspiracy, um, myth building, uh, science meeting myth. Uh, so there's all of these different constituents around the world um, that are uh, sort of uh, circling this idea of, of these creatures that, uh, that that may or may not actually exist. And at the heart of it is a biologist named uh, Dr. Melville. Uh, hat tip to my boy, Moby Dick. Uh, and she is begrudgingly brought in to help study and understand the megalodons uh, and it's all at the behest of this um, silver mane looking super old multi-billionaire that's whole life has been about um, understanding the great mysteries of the world at any cost and he is just all about trying to capture one of these megalodons uh, he's like the collector in the Marvel Universe only a human um, money's no object, literally, and he can he can and, and does impose his will on anyone that he comes across because he has so much money. Um, and so they're trying to study the megalodon. Uh, a group of, of of treasure hunters are trying to study it, and and slowly but surely, though, as you go through these books, it evolves into a much bigger tapestry where uh, Doctor Melville has an adopted daughter, a little blonde girl named Lou, and they allude to her being different to being very comfortable in the water. Um, she starts taking ill and, and you start realizing it's because she's not near the water. So she's more than meets the eye. You've, you've got uh, allusions to who her father, who's no longer in the picture. Um, you, you've then got this idea that there was a lost city of Atlantis and that's tied into these underground areas. So there's lots of different long standing sea-based myths, whether they be biological myths or, uh, or, or, or again, mythological myths like ancient civilizations or, or half, half man, half, half, uh, fish humanoids. And, and they, they all very carefully intersect in this tightly written political intrigue story. And it was just a, a an astoundingly fun and satisfying, um, random find that I had genuinely never heard of or knew existed until I was 
looking on the Comixology sale. So a huge, huge recommendation to anybody that's into any of those uh, genres. But it's 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 Car- again, it's Carthago, C A R T H A O A G O, and there's five volumes, and uh, it's it's absolutely worth reading. It's it's incredible, and the art is just astounding. I mean. Um, there are other creatures too. There's 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 the plesiosaurs and, and and others, but but mainly mainly the, the the focus is is on these giant megalodons. And uh, my God, I mean the imagery, uh, the 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 way that that uh, that the two cartoonists draw these creatures and how massive they are and destructive they can be. Because look, I mean, a great white is arguably the most impressive killing machine alive today, and th- these things are twenty times the size. Um, and there's lots more than one of them. It's it's just incredible. It's just incredible stuff. You see these just gigantic boats getting torn asunder in the in the ocean th- from these things, and um, it, it's got it's it's just a bre- every page is breathtaking as as much Bond SNA is. So I don't know where the hell I was when this was coming out. I don't know how I didn't hear about it. I don't know how anybody in our community didn't hear about it and, and turn us onto it. But but uh, shame on all of us because uh, this is a <laughs> book that uh, is a fucking home run in all facets. So hmm. definitely one of the best things I've read in a long time. Nice. I, I didn't, I don't remember seeing this in previews. I know I would have, I would have ordered. I, I know. I, I agree. I wonder if maybe it wasn't solicited for some reason. I don't know. Cause I'm looking at, at the one image. And again, I, I'm assuming that it's the Melville character. She's on what looks like the remnants of a much larger, um, craft and there's a megalodon under the water like it's a top-down perspective mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a there's a megalodon under the water and it's just a tiny little bit of its dorsal fin is poking through the the water and it's just an amazing image oh the the the, the imagery is ridiculous yeah and the ain't i mean the ancient civilizations that these guys draw it's all it's incredible it's it's just one of those incredible books you just i don't know it's just it makes you re- realize how much great stuff exists that yeah. Even we, who focus a lot of our time and energy on this, this this hobby, can completely get passed by. Right, and this looks like it's from volume five. It's the cover to volume five. Oh, that's that's Lou. That's the daughter. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, yeah. She got a life vest on, and mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. a nice little burst of orange amidst a mostly blue image. It's a great great image. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's it's got to get this. It, Oh, it's amazing. And I, um, when we finally take an EOC trip to Europe for some European cons, uh, I got to get the, I want to get this, uh, I, as I understand it, there is a, a Bond SNA 300 page hardcover of this, but it's in French. I need it. Hmm. I need it. It's, it's, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Well, let's hope that, um, because humanoids has a pretty strong presence in the previews. Maybe, this will eventually cycle through, and we'll, we'll like I said, it, they published it in 2016. I think we just missed it. But they offer stuff for reorder all the time. That's true. That's yeah. true. So yeah. maybe it'll, it'll come back again, and I'll be on it like a bonnet mm-hmm. on it. Yep. Look good looking out. It's pretty special stuff. Sunk of it a much. Yeah. Hey, Dap. Vince, what you got? Did I, I, I know, but you got to have something, don't you? Something that continues the mythology that was created, oh, 
20 years ago? <laughs> you are as subtle as a brick. I know. <laughs> um, I think we didn't, or I didn't, go too far into a recent issue, but as of right now, uh, the first four issues of Mage, the Hero Denied, have been consumed. Wow. Um, Not what I was talking about. But that's okay. What were you? Oh, really? Yeah, that's all right. Go back, Keep going. You're make me go back to my list. Um, the uh, the Grackle Thorns are doing their thing um, under the uh, the orders of the Umbra Mother. They are looking for Kevin Matchstick, and uh, while. Kevin's wife, Magna, has a spell. Uh, she's concocting a spell to, to protect the house and their children. Um, Kevin is going to the fight instead of waiting for the fight to uh, find him. And there's a... Um, it, it's still a fantastic-looking book, and I... I uh, it's... It's clever, it's witty, I... I like matchstick a lot uh i like the attitude he is definitely older more mature than uh it's weird because i've read the first series so many times and i haven't read the second as many uh and because of the grackle thorns because of the umber queen because they are looking for the fisher king uh this to me right now, because this is still fresh in my mind as it's continuing, this kind of feels more like the sequel to the first series than the second series did. Uh, but there is a pretty nifty um, scene where he... Matchstick is um, facing uh, yeah, a, 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 a a spokesperson of, oh. of 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 death, more or less. Uh, but she um, she calls him the uh, Sumerian, and and he's taken aback by that because he's he's like listen you know he's like i don't i don't claim that legacy i'm the pendragon but she um she goes on to say that you are an avatar of the babylonian king gilgamesh the arrogant the belligerent um it was you who dispatched your wretched companion to invade and defile my realm the wild man in Kidu. and he says kirby but he and I, and then she cuts him off again. So I thought of you with the because I know that I, I think what you enjoyed the most out of the second Mage series was Kirby Hero. Sure. And and the fact that uh, he's name dropped here, I I thought of you as soon as I saw that, but. What I really enjoyed after after the whole fight, fighting the army of the undead, 
and 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 homeboy with the hounds on his motorcycle showing up again uh at the end of the issue he goes back to an atm and has a one-sided conversation with the machine like he did in the first issue of this series and and he's uh he's getting no no answers getting no feedback there's not he's not getting anything and um and he just keeps throwing questions after questions at it and and uh he's you know what do i get from you during all this i get shit you're the whole reason i'm even in this mess where's all your advice and mentoring when i need you most where are you goddamn mage and he punches the atm the card spits out and uh and and he walks away uh basically just to hell with you but part of me just really thinks that um we'll see mirth again before this is over of course we will yeah because we we he had he had his mage he had a wizard in the second series uh so we did see mirth but i i think i i would be i i'd be somewhat sad i'd be hurt if we didn't see mirth again before this was over yeah i think this series is far more the visuals at least and no i guess the narrative too far more fantastic and by fantastic, I'm not saying a qualitative assessment of the series. I mean the 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 characters and the situations and just the the general goings on are more fantastic, meaning extra normal than the previous series was. the The second series is more mundane. I think mm-hmm. this is this is out there, like Armies of the Dead. We never saw that in in series two, right. You know, so right. I mean, series, that's what I mean by fantastic. I think series two, especially with 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 the meeting of of the wife and her sisters, um, Bob Shrek making an appearance. I think the second series, for me anyway, is a lot is more personal. That's right, exactly. It's still it's yeah. still not it's it's not it's not hundred percent. Actual or factual, but I think that that's more autobi of the three books so far. I think that's the most autobiographical, and and uh, I think he just because of the relationships in that series. Yeah, I think uh, I'll, um, I mean that's why I lean towards the the more personal stuff. This is still this is which is probably why I feel it. It's I. I smile a lot more reading this series four issues in uh, because I get that sense that I had when I read the first one. And right. um, so far, it's this, visually a stronger series than the second. Yes. And, and part of I that agree. might be because, you know, his, Brennan is coloring it and, and um, they, they do work well together and, and the colors because it's, it's a different setting and, and, and there's just, there's, there's a, it's lived in there's baggage there's 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 a uh it's yeah it it's just a um definitely visually it's stronger and i think as far as continuing the the story that that he started uh in the first book i think it's um whether it's psychological or not 
for me it it, uh, it brings it all back so yeah i i you know, everybody it's like when they said with, with empire and, and oh you know the first sequels are always not not the best one but it's there's there's some great things that happened in in the second book and and without the second book we wouldn't have some of the things in this third one obviously but uh yeah i i am i'm really enjoying book three a lot right that warms my heart yeah you know i don't think that matt wagner is that deceitful to his fan base that he would complete his magnum opus well what some people consider his magnum opus i think it's grendel but there are well there's just a lot of people Mm -hmm. that that instantly identify matt wagner with mage that's cool it's a great it's a great work but i don't think he would bring that to a conclusion without letting us see mirth again i really don't think he's that conniving and you know it's but it's as as long as as long as it fits as long as it it i don't but he'll make it fit I don't want the cheap pop. I don't want, hey, look who showed up. And, you know, he, like, walks in the door because it's, it's Hugo's birthday party. I just, I want, I, it, yes, he will make it fit. And, and, and as long as it, be, and, but, I mean, it's, yeah, Mirth may have been the first one he, he saw, he met when, uh, when his, his, uh, his fate was being explained, but mm-hmm. it's still, you know, he, it's, I'd love to see him, but at the same time, if, if his story was all that was to be told in the first book, then, then, you know, they could say I'll respect Wagner's wishes, but yeah, I mean, just, just the way it's all, and, and this could all just be, you know, Matt saying, no, it, I, I, this is what I want you to believe. And, and, and so it makes sense for you to think that, but I never had any intention of doing that. So I'm still, obviously I'm still along for the ride, but, uh, I, I do lean towards your way of thinking Vince where, yeah, it, it's, it would, would, um, I don't want the Disney ending if, if, if it's not necessary, if that's not what it calls for, because it's, even though this is once these 15 issues are done, this is it for this story. And it's, it's somewhat, um, related to Matt's own life and his life, obviously, is it, ending within the next year or two it, it's it, as long as it's still um i i just i don't i don't want the fan service i don't want i, I don't want anybody to just I, I don't want the disney ending i don't want the swerve i don't want it to happen just to say hey look who showed up i i but i would like to see him so it's 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 weird I'm gonna think he's gonna give you what you want. That's not I'm just saying. We'll see. Yeah. So were you talking about a um a, a book by one particular creator? I who, was uh, <laughs> Okay. Then let's uh yes, now that you're finally finally finished it, yes. I did. I finished Excellent. um Rick Veach's Boy Max Immortal, which is the uh, continuation of the uh, the King Hell Heroica that he started with uh, Brat Pack, 
and then uh, compounded upon with Maximortal. Veach has um, skirted traditional uh, distribution methods mm. with his work, and he, he he's you know Tundra's no more. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the only other publisher that could or would be suitable to publish this would be either Fanographics or Image. Should he had decided to to go the traditional means, but he didn't. What he's doing is he's embracing the whole uh, create space, uh, print on demand uh, publishing strategy from Amazon, and he's releasing it essentially himself. Uh, Boy Max Immortal is a hundred page issue, retailing for nine ninety five, and you can only get it through Amazon. Yes. Um, Veach has uh, claimed that you can get copies direct from him, though I don't see how that's possible. But he says it's true, so I'm going to believe him. He may. I believe he was at the um, at the uh, North Carolina Con a few weeks ago, and I think he had issues copies there. Yeah. Well, he must. I don't think Create Space offers any kind of um product to the creators i think he had to buy them himself sure yeah sure but uh it's a neat little twist because he's always owned the heroica and Mm -hmm. now he's um he's going about it uh totally himself and i think the results are pretty stellar uh i don't know how you feel but um I didn't reread Maxim Mortal prior to reading this. After this issue, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to go back and reread it because there yeah. are there are wrinkles in the storyline that I'm a little foggy on. It's 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 dense. Maxim Mortal's pretty dense. Um conceptually there's a lot of um like Cerebus there's a lot of industry speak that leaks its way into the issue. There's a, a whole subspot, uh, subplot with um, a character named Jack Curtis, <laughs> who is essentially Jack Kirby. Yeah. And, and Jack is, is uh, suffering from PTSD. He he has flashbacks from World War Two, and and at various times within the issue, uh, he's driving. Uh, not only driving, but he's he's beset by memories of fighting um, uh, an invading invading army. We can assume they're Germans, right? I don't see any swastikas. They're they're um, basically fascists. Yeah, you know they they yeah, do have German they do have German styled um, helmets, but yeah, I'm not seeing any overt um, examples that Simples. they are Nazis. Yeah, yeah. but uh, at one point, Jack is driving, and he, and he he loses himself. The the memories come flooding back. And he's seeing 
you know, bodies, what looks like Normandy, because there's water. So I'm assuming that it's the siege, that it's, it's D-Day, right? There, there's guys in, in, in the boats, and they're, they're, they're streaming into the water, and shit's blowing up, and Jack is driving, and he's freaking out, and he essentially hulks out. He turns into yeah. the Hulk, but he's got Kirby's hair. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, I'm going to kill every fancy pants fascist that gets in my way. And he's throwing guys around and just ripping the shit out of the scene. And I won't spoil it, especially if you haven't read Max Immortal. Somebody shows up. And it's a gigantic presence. And this is the brilliance of Rick Veach, where he takes a, a concept where <laughs> the it's essentially Jack Kirby in the in the the shoes, so to speak, of one of his creations, which yeah. this being the Hulk, which was created for Marvel, right? Mm -hmm. And this character shows up and says, "Gone, gone, demon thing, arise, my once and future king." So he's 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 melding DC mythology yeah. with the Marvel. Like that's that's a a bastardization of the famous God gone the form of man rise the demon Entrigan that that Jack created at DC. So it it's just that that's the 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 gold that Veach brings to everything he creates. It's multi-layered. It's just, this issue was amazing, and it, it's you don't only get um, what is it about fifty? Yeah, fifty pages or sixty pages of Max Immortal, the uh, boy Max Immortal, the the newest, um, the the advance of the King Hell Heroica that he created so long ago, and um, there's a, a a new character that he introduces that I'm guessing is going to be the eve to true man's adam mm -hmm. who wants absolutely nothing to do with them <laughs> funny ass funny books I, I ain't now going to read them i'm not now not ever you know and um it, it's a cool little scene he takes her for a little fly and she's it's a reverse cowgirl in a way it's right on the front cover um but so you get the the new the newest um advancement in the the max immortal saga but you get uh two pages of commentary by veach where have i been what am i doing i'm okay this is what i'm up to you get the original king hell heroica reader's guide which details books that have never been printed but we get to see veach's plan um way back when then there's a um i don't want to call it a sketchbook section but there's a an art Pin section, ups. yeah, where we see, um, you know, comics that have appeared in heavy metal, um, drawings that Veach created in 1966 and later. Hmm. Um, there's a a Grendel piece that is absolutely amazing. It what looks you, amazing. What'd you um, think of that? Yeah. It's uh, it's the um, it's the second time I've seen it because I have the um, 
the the Grendel anniversary uh, tribute book from Baltimore Comic Con that year. Oh, see, I don't have that. Uh, our friend Chris Campbell was kind enough to uh, when he attended Baltimore that year. He, uh, oh, he picked it up for me. Nice. And there's there's Brat Brat Pack images. There's a gorgeous illustration of Swamp Thing. Yes. On the cross, holding the uh, deceased body of Jesus with the crown of thorns, and then that that harkens back to the whole issue of Swamp Thing that was never published because Veach had um, Swamp Thing manifest as the cross on which Christ was crucified. There's uh, Marvel-themed images of a cosmic cube held by what I can assume is... I don't know. Who do you think that is? It's got to be Thanos, right? Um, yeah, with that, with that glove, yeah. Yeah, and within the, the, the planes of the cube is the Hulk and Rick Jones and Galactus and the Inhumans. There's a shadow image. I won't go through them all, but this is awesome stuff. Arnim Zola... There's a Swamp Thing triptych. There's an, there's an illustration that made me laugh out loud because I'm probably one of the only people that read his Cabot Blood Hunter that was published through Image. And this is the original illustration that appeared in the advertising for that. But And then you get a story at the end called Pillow Talk. Yeah. And if nothing else, it is... Um, a testament to the fact that Rick Veach can draw the hell out of the human form. Yeah. It's just two characters in um, an instance of intimacy and they're, they're just, they're just talking and, and that's the narrative. The narrative plays out as these two people are reveling in each other's bodies. That's all I'm going to say. But this is not the, the, the proper return for Rick Veach. I mean, he he came back through Create Space with Super Catchy and um, Rarebit Fiends, the, the issue 22 of Rarebit Fiends. But I thought this issue was pretty much perfect in my mind. Yeah, I liked it. I, I it was yeah. I mean, it, it continued. Um, like you, I'm gonna have to go back and and reread Max Immortal and and get past the um. They're, they're definitely. I have some hangups with with the original Max Immortal uh, series, and um. What are they? What What are the hangups? Oh, just just just. Visually, um, uh, not off-putting, but there are definite instances where it's it's hard for me. I have to kind of put it down because, the, especially when when Wes is in air quotes walking with Daddy, oh. and, and 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 Daddy can't walk no more, and and it's it's there's just it's you mean the homunculus. When, well, it's, when, when, when it's pulling them apart. No, well, even when 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 Wesley says "Bye, mummy," and 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 he's because on the cover, he's Wes has his hand in Dad's eye hole. And, yeah, and it's his ripping jaws them apart. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's, I mean, those are it's it. 
I want to read it, but I'm drawn to Veach's art, and I'm like, I this this is hard to look at sometimes. Yeah. So I it's it's, yeah. it's not it, Max is definitely not something I think, and more power too if you can. It's not a one sitting book read for me. Hmm. No, I I, I, I can't right. just yeah. I can't just power through it, and so. Um, but it's uncompromising, right? Yes, and it's yeah. and 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 I applaud him for it, and I think it's great, and 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 it's something that, especially if you, if you, I mean, hell, even if you're enjoying the the Kirkman show, I mean, it's it, Veach is, and he continues it in Boy Max Immortal, but he's he's pulling on historical events, especially those that have to deal with with, with the comic book industry, right. and right, right, right. Uh, it, it's. Whether it's 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 Spiegel and Schumacher and 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 Stanley and there's just there's I enjoyed it for that because I knew what he was poking at or what he was referencing and right. and it, but then you know you got you got Homeboy in in in, in the bad shit and it's just so there are just certain things where I'm like I there's a lot to take in and yeah. and it's uh, so it's it's definitely something like I said it, it it's something that I think people should should read and and uh, and you take away your own thing from it. So I, I want to go back and read the Max Immortal, uh, but I thought, like you said, this was this was a really good issue. I mean, it, it's from what you got. It was a continuation, and and yeah, and then we got some extras in the back. But but the important thing was the the story that was being told with with these characters, and some of it brought you back to thinking about the original series and, and, uh, and there's still life to it and, and we're going to, to move forward with it. And, and, and I like that idea of it. Yeah. And it's not only mainstream comics from, from which Veach is, is pulling, you know, historical instances. There's two characters in the beginning that go to, to see El Guano, the guy that, that, exists in batshit mm-hmm. and and their names are sheldon gilbert <laughs> yes and s clay williams so if you know your underground comic history sheldon gilbert is gilbert shelton and s clay williams is s clay wilson two of the greatest underground cartoonists that that ever popped out of a woman um or women but but at one point there's a character that rips his mortal form away and reveals himself to be Wonder Warthog. And, you know, I, I thought it was great, but I struggle with, like, how many people reading this are going to know who that character is? Right. You know? and But, it, but again, I don't think Veach gives a shit. No, and, and he, you know, he does so doesn't, he doesn't give you. There's no footnotes. There's no editor's notes. There's no. There's no, no bibliography in the back. No. No point of reference. At least, and some to some degree, when Ellis was doing things in planetary or anything like that, he would um, or global frequency. You'd be able to look up the the technology or the sciences behind what was or or, or the 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 old um, Hong Kong movies or or old westerns or the pulp characters. You could Ellis. Gave you enough where where you could look up, do your own research, and 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 get where he was coming from and what he was going for. But 
but but Veach is like this is this is what I remember. This is what I know, and it's out there for you to find. But you're you're on your own. Yeah, no training wheels. Right. Yeah, but the the gist of of Max Immortal, or Boy Max Immortal, is Veach is saying that the heroic archetype, the mythology of the superhero, has been made flesh in this series. Right. That's that's basic. That's the foundation of this chapter of the King Hell Heroica, and whatever else he decides to pepper in, again, like Dave Sim did with Cerebus, there was a, a period of Cerebus where Sim thought it was wise and or fun to parody Wolverine. So Wolverine, in a sense, became a character Wolverine within mm-hmm. Cerebus, and and then Wolverine became a different incarnation of like venom of of what was going on at marvel uh keith richards and mick jagger became characters within cerebus and that's what's going on here to a certain extent veach is pulling these figures from either his past or comics past inserting them into the narrative and and you know making them work for the greater good um, I don't know why Wonder Warthog appeared in in Max Immortal. I I really don't care because it 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 it's it's it works on multiple levels for me because it 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 pokes that that comic fanboy who knows who has experienced Wonder Warthog in all its glory. It, is it important to what's going on in Max Immortal? I don't know yet, but part of me doesn't even care. Because it's 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 like a nudge nudge inside jab to to comics fans, but it, it, it at some point I'm hoping that it'll it'll play into to the, the big picture what's going on. I just mm-hmm. I I thought this issue was was fantastic. And, yes. and again, there's only one place you can get it, and that's Amazon. So go on Amazon, just type in search for for Rick Veach or Boy Max Immortal. It'll come right up. It's nine ninety five. It's. I think it's a very, very worthy purchase. And um, Rick Veach listens to the comments of his readers as of volume two. The title will be printed on the spine. One one guy chimed in and said, "Hey, there's no title on the spine of this thing. It's true. It's, it and he's like, how am I going to find this in my bookshelf? Like, I think you can find it." But yeah, it's gonna be the only book there without a spine, right? Without something on the spine. There right. you go. Boom. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> but so now you can you'll get Max Immortal with a title on the on the spine. But no, it's great stuff. Yes. Yeah. Let's wake Jason up. <laughs> you gotta wrap it up here, boys. It's a long night. It's a long night. Mm-hmm. It's getting hella late. All right. Well. My brothers and sisters, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by our ever-awesome conglomerate of Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for, for, for doing what you do. We, we appreciate it greatly. I know I appreciate the chance for doing this more frequently, even though my brothers don't. Um, keep on doing what you do, and we will keep on doing what we do. That's all I can say. Thank you so much. In your travels, I would like you to read from Image Comics, 
written by Ryan O'Sullivan, illustrated by Plaid Klaus. What? Is that not an awesome name? The dude's name is Plaid Klaus. It's called Void Trip, number one. I think it was published, uh, released last week, maybe. Um, It's the opening uh, salvo in the adventures of two spacefaring stoners. It appears to me that their their reason for existing is to get high. And um, their mind-altering substance of choice is called fruit. And not U-I, but O-O. F-R-O-O-T. Fruit. Um, Fruit comes in many different forms and flavors. There are certain strains of fruit that do one thing that puts you in a fantasy land. There are other strains of fruit that give you an overall feeling of, of happiness and, and benevolence. There's um, other kinds of fruit that do other things in different parts of the galaxy. The, um, a certain piece of fruit will do something that something way back on the other side of the galaxy won't do. So fruit comes in many flavors and, and styles. So um, the the main characters are Gabe and Anna. And uh, when the book opens, they get caught stealing fuel for their, their spaceship. See, they're on a quest. They want to find the promised land. And the promised land is called Euphoria. But the, the, the pair is wanted by someone. We don't know who this character is. He's got a a gort kind of looking silver encased bounty hunter presence type thing. Um, but they trash Anna kinds of trashes their ship. And um, in order for them to get back on track to find the promised land, Gabe suggests that they kick on the ship's artificial intelligence. And Anna says, no, dude, you can't do that because you got to find the promised land on your own. You can't be directed. Nobody's going to hold your hand to find the promised land. And there's a lot of subtext to this book. Um, one to which I subscribe that if you ask for something, the universe is not going to give it to you. The universe gives, but you can't ask for it. You have to put intent on the back burner and then all will be revealed to you. If you're looking for it, you're never going to find it is what I'm saying. And, um, Anna's not having it. She doesn't want that AI kicked in. Uh, so the person whose fuel they stole is, um, is killed. And, and the guy that's looking for Gabe and Anna, um, is in contact with now this is, I mean the book is weird to begin with but there's a Cthulhu faced Columbo-esque remember Columbo the detective show Columbo yeah. he's a an anthropomorphic squid type four-armed character with a fedora and this weird looking trench coat <laughs> and and 
he he's at this bar thing and he's obviously working for this this head honcho we don't know who he is yet and um they cross paths and and they nudge this this hitch character to gobble some fruit and when he does he trips balls on this stuff and he he enters this crazy cartoon sequence featuring these characters called bowl buddies that that look like they look like poop pieces of poop with corn <laughs> stuck in them and it gets really strange um it's it's basically everyone in the seemingly everyone in the book is has their mind altered by some kind of substance that seems to be the gist of this series is to to tune in trip balls and you know stay frosty i i, I don't i don't know but i, I had a, a a fun time reading it i i have no idea where it's going and that's kind of the beauty of it so far the art is is pretty slick i like it a lot it's it's cartoony but it's 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 challenging in some areas uh i think the color's fantastic the the character design is 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 kicking i i enjoyed it a lot you know maybe you won't i did it's it's called void trip number 1 from image comics check it out i pre-ordered it i'm getting it in single issues i'm glad i did nice as i said on the slack jason will absolutely hate this book <laughs> I don't think I'll ever know. I don't expect him to read it. <laughs> I, it's a good time, though. Uh, I'm, I'll make it uh, short and sweet for a change since we already mentioned the Punisher TV show. I read the third issue of Punisher Le the Platoon. This is still a series, I think, that will um, be best enjoyed uh reading as as a collection it's it's a beautiful looking book it's 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 a great setup with with uh, the author of Valley Forge Valley Forge talking to uh surviving members of of Frank's platoon um and and I like everything about it but there are uh, there are definitely times where I have to recall things that have happened in, and it's only the third issue, but still with everything else that, um, that I'm reading and, and, and we're reading and we're getting ready to talk about, I don't want to, I don't want to lose anything. And, and this is a piece of work that, uh, shouldn't be given the short shrift, but if you, if you haven't, uh, with only three issues in definitely check out Punisher the platoon, especially if you enjoyed our, Book of the month. Fury, my war gone by. Yeah, yeah. Is it twelve yeah, issues? Yeah. I part of me thinks it's six, but I hope it's twelve. <sighs> six. I know. I know. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. No, it the, should the be speed 12. at which this thing is going. I don't think six issues is gonna. It, do it. should be twelve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Alrighty, um, I'm gonna throw a uh, non-comic at uh, you, fools. In your yes. travels, yes. In your travels, especially as we're approaching the holiday season, word, you should procure and play both with yourself and your children 
Lego Marvel Superheroes 2. Oh. Uh, the Wood family have long been acolytes of the Lego video games. They've all been wonderful because they're easy to play for even little kids because you don't really ever die. You just lose money and you can always get more money. Um, you regenerate right there on the spot. So you can just pretty much play the game through no matter how many times you die. Um, but the games have just evolved to the point where there's so many Easter eggs for long time. Uh, in this case, Marvel Marvel zombie heads and and so many characters to be unlocked and 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 so much replayability. I, I, the game came this past week and played four or five missions. I've been playing with my youngest son, and it's just a blast. I mean, the amount of characters that you can play is just it it, it just boggles my mind. Vince, you can be Man Thing. No way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting it, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's so good. The the villains are. I mean, it's incredible. The first villain you you fight is is not even really a villain, but it's it's Essen the Searcher. You fight a giant celestial. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Presence, Shocker, Craven the Hunter, Doc Ock, uh, the original Black Knight, Man, uh, Black Knight, um, uh, Manape, uh, Claw, Manape. Uh, yeah. Holy oh, shit. Oh, dude, there's a whole Wakanda. It's a whole thing of Wakanda. Oh. Um, it's it's incredible. I mean, you you the amount of characters that are playable. It's it's just it. You probably couldn't name one that isn't playable. I mean, we're talking about uh, like all the young Avengers are unlocked are unlockable. Um, How about Big uh, Wheel? Um, well, that I don't know. Right. You probably got one. You Rocket probably Racer. One. Uh, again, I don't think you you can get ones that have vehicles. I think that's that's probably the word they draw the line. Um. But uh, all the Guardians of the Galaxy. What, what, I should also say the the main characters. So, like the way these games work is there's a story mode where you, you play the the level and you have to basically beat the level. And then once you beat the level, you can go in, in free play where you can go around and do lots of other things and and then be any character you want. But when you're doing the main level, it's story driven, and the characters are largely the characters from Avengers: uh, Infinity War. So you've got the Guardians and you've got many of the Avengers. Um, Including Doctor Strange and, and and Spidey, it's 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 a blast. Like with um with the Guardians, Baby Groot can transform into Giant Groot, and he can turn into all kinds of different plant like contraptions, like bridges or a protective circle. Um, uh, Star Lord, when you press a button, he puts on his headphones and starts dancing to music from his from his playlist. It's it's just all these little things they just got so right and. You can be Spider Gwen. You can be Spider Man Noir. You can be Spider Man two thousand ninety nine. Uh, uh. Um, uh, you can be. Let's see. Who are some of the other crazy ones? Um, uh, you can be Arnim Zola. You can be Atuma. Um, Beta Ray Bill. Apropos of our discussion in, in two nights, you can be um, the Two Gun Kid. You can be Cap Wolf. Jeez. Oh, it's nuts, dude. It's nuts. Like Darkhawk, Dormammu. Uh, fi- you could be Fin Fang Foom, dude. You could be Forbush Man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so point being, it's absolutely ridiculous. It is an, a never-ending treat for uh, any age, but for dudes like us that have lived a life reading a lot of Marvel comics, it's just like 
make you smile ear to ear, cheek to cheek, Easter egg after Easter egg after Easter egg. It's so much fun and it's so replayable. I highly recommend it. It is money well spent. For people to complain that comics are too expensive for your bang for your buck, this is the absolute other end of that spectrum. For like 50 bucks or 60 bucks, whatever, you're getting hundreds of hours of replayability for so inclined. It's awesome. Getting it. It'd be Taserface. Yes. Yeah, that's great. But the main selling point for me is you can play as Man Thing. Yes, you can. Sweet. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us on this special, well, by the time you're listening to it, Wednesday episode. You're going to get another one this week. What? Yeah. Our book wow. of the month uh, episode will be recorded Thursday night for your Friday enjoyment. Join us again. Uh, in the meantime, you know. Should the you say what that is, by the way? It's uh, the first nine issues of the Simonson Thor room. Yes. For those that want to do a last-minute play along. Yeah, one of the greatest runs in the history of all comics. I don't think that's a hyperbole. Save it for the show spoilers. I think so. Whatever. Um, come back because there is one among us who gets all damp in the drawers. If you don't, oh, yeah. If you, you, oh, see, you, I didn't know I was talking about you. I, I, I'm not... I'm agreeing with you. All right. You're not talking about me. I'm agreeing with you. If you don't come back, they get verklempt, and we can't mm. have that. So in the meantime, say goodnight, David. Wait. Hmm. Don't forget the shout-out. Oh, we got to do the shout-out. Hold on that. Say goodnight, David. Pause on the, on the goodnight, David. Shout-out. The shout-out. Shout out to Mr. Sergio Rivas, woo woo, our woo newest uh, our newest member of the uh, of the shout out crew. So m- much much obliged for the patronage, sir. Really appreciate it. So much awesome yes, sauce yes. there. Thank you. Ago, it's gonna be yeah. hard. I... I didn't get that eye. No, you didn't. You didn't. But you know, I'm I mean, can't. So. I can't. David, nice, superb, my friend. As usual. Huge. Come back and join us, please. We'll be here. Get out of here. Twice this week. Boom, boom. One, two, punch. Boom, boom. Boom, and boom, thrice boom. if you participated in our streaming episode t- today. Yeah, and there's only one way you can do that. Join the Patreon stuff. <laughs> oh, and we're, we're, should we hint that we're working on a few tweaks and add-ons to the tiers and the rewards we are yes um speaking just for me as i usually do um i'm going to tweak the uh the gift boxes a little bit where instead of um giving you all you need it's going to be more of a wet your whistle type thing where uh, and this goes back to the old days when you actually had to look for stuff to read whereas right. i'm going to give you a little tease and if you like it you're going to say oh my god i got to read more of this but that's going to be multiplied by 40 or 50 yeah that's what i'm saying so you're going to get a big old box of mystery you're not going to know what you're going to get of course 
but you're going to get a lot of different stuff in the box where mm. this may really settle a fire under your, your butt, but uh, this one won't, but you can give that to someone else, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be like a mystery surprise package thing. I haven't quite worked out the name for it yet, but, uh-huh. <laughs> but mystery surprise package thing is going to be it for now. Nice. And a huge thanks to many of the, um, recipients of this first month's care packages. Cause y'all answered the call and, Many have posted detailed pictures and or unboxing videos to the site to show off their goodies. And I I have to say it's been assuring to see how pleased they all are. But also, I think many of you that were wondering if it was worth the effort, I think it's fair to say that uh, at least the early returns suggest that it was well worth the, uh, sure. the patronage. That we've we've tried to, to, to give you back something more than just... Uh, you know, just a kiss on the cheek. We're, we're trying to, to to make it worth your while on, on lots of levels. Yeah, it's just a huge thank you for, um, well, let's be honest, being there for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we appreciate it. Uh, just come back next episode. That's it. No more shout outs. No more final business. We are closing the door on this episode. Hope you loved it. We did. We'll be back. Hope to love you. Later. Later.